Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of the Pony Hatcast. I am your host Sam, also known as Ducky O'Brien on Twitch. And today we are joined by our co-host, fellow time travelers, Barry. Hello. And Isaiah. What's up? Today's episode is on a movie about why time travel is a very bad idea. Back to the future. Our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Please send us any questions or comments, as well as any requests for movies for us to watch. This episode has been requested by Congress. Back to the Future was released on July 1985 in the U.S. It was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Alright, the screenplay was written by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale. It stars Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Crispin Glover, Clover. It says Clogger here. <laughs> Thomas F. Wilson, Claudia Wells, and many more. Currently, as of this podcast, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 96% for the critics and 94% for the audience. Marty McFly, a 17-year-old high school student, is accidentally sent 30 years into the past in a time-traveling DeLorean invented by his close friend, the Maverick scientist, Doc Brown. Alright, shall we get started here? Sure, yeah. So, so little quick little blurb about Zemeckis. If you're not familiar, he um, he's worked a lot with Steven Spielberg. Spielberg has like his goon squad of guys that he tends to work with, <laughs> which include like Zemeckis and obviously George Lucas and a bunch of other people. So he's just kind of part of that crew. If you know, you you probably noticed that uh, Spielberg had a producer yeah. credit on this movie. So that's just a little just a little bit about him. Okay. But um, yeah, I guess I'll start the. I mean, Back to the Future is obviously a classic. Uh, not all of it's aged particularly well <laughs> with the yes, current yes. era, <laughs> but it still, but it still has its wonderful charm. Uh, so many iconic moments from this movie that are quoted endlessly to this mm-hmm. very day. It kind of popularized time travel, I dare say, as kind of a, a plot mechanic. It, it, it certainly has been a thing since forever <laughs> but but this this brought i think i believe this movie brought time travel into the modern era it also kind of pioneered a couple effects if i'm not remember misremembering things but yeah wonderful film obviously you know the, the characters are iconic christopher lloyd as as doc is amazing that that relationship dynamic is now directly parodied and pastiched in uh, rick and morty if not everybody oh, no. has realized that yet, yeah. <laughs> it's like a direct, uh, I'm a direct Rick. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. They're both pastiches of these characters. Uh, probably, I would guess Rick and Doc more so than Morty and uh, Marty. Marty. Yeah. <laughs> Morty's Morty Morty's Marty. yeah Morty's a little bit more pathetic than Marty was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic movie. The sequels, they're okay. Uh, the fil- the mm. filmmakers have said on record that they had never actually planned on making a sequel. In fact, the final that final bit at the end of the movie was always yeah. meant to be a joke. It was not meant <laughs> as like to lead an, off yeah. into another film. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the director said if he if he knew that they were going to do sequels, he wouldn't have put um, Leah Thompson into the car because she has nothing to do in the second movie. <laughs> <laughs> like shit. <laughs> <laughs> they just toss her in the trash can. They're like, ah, she'll be all right. It's like, dang. Also, like, they change actors. Yep. For, yeah, it's a little jarring if you watch it back to back. Yeah, like, yeah. Actually, they changed actors four times. 
which not mm, a lot okay. of people realize. Originally, mm. uh, Michael J. Fox was originally cast for this role. I think it was written for him. And then he had yeah. scheduling conflicts, and somebody else was hired. And they filmed oh, for okay. four weeks. Four weeks of filming. And the director said, this is not working. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they dumped it. Yeah. And then they rescheduled everything and got Michael J. Fox back on board and a different actor for his girlfriend, I want to say. For his girlfriend, yeah. Mm, okay, okay. So that's yeah. the second actor for his girlfriend. And then they had, like, two more <laughs> in the sequels. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. So it's, ca- it's kind of weird, huh? It's very they, weird. They had four four <laughs> yeah. weeks of filming. That's, like, yeah. unthinkable. And they threw I want to watch out. that footage, dude. I want to know who, the, who was the original month. actor. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine how much money they spent. That's not even pre-production. Like, that's filming. Yeah. <laughs> and this is film days when they still shot film. <laughs> and film was expensive. But like yeah, Michael J. Dude. Fox is perfect for that role. Like because it was written for him. Like and you can feel that too. Like it feels right. He has the acting chops because when he's playing like his own son, Right, it feels a, oh, yeah, like a yeah. slightly different. Yeah, it feels slightly different. Uh, like he also played his own daughter too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh really? Uh, I actually I didn't, didn't realize, realize that, that until I read the until I read the credits. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, Michael J. Fox, you're looking kind of cute there. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, they brought back a lot of actors, uh, but then I noticed for number three, uh, there's a distinct like lack. I feel like people quit by then. <laughs> well, they didn't because they filmed two and three back to back. Yeah. In a four month period, I think. Yeah. They, uh-huh. they went. They went Lord of the Rings on it. They filmed them back to the back. They had all this, all the cast and crew. They had like like a two week break or something in between, but it was basically filmed consecutively. Yeah, you could tell by number three. I think people were kind of getting tired. It is, in fact, the Lord of the Rings dilemma. They had that that like when you film stuff for extended periods, it just gets exhausting. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the film. Uh, obviously a classic. I think I, man, it's it's so jarring seeing some of the stuff in this movie and like, man, they, they would not make this movie today. <laughs> this movie would not work today. Yeah. It would not work at all. But it still <laughs> it still has that kind of quaint charm to it. Yeah. What did you think, Isaiah? Yeah. No, I very much agree. Like this movie, it's like weird for me to say because you know I'm not mm. old. But I feel like I kind of grew up on this whoa, film. Whoa, whoa, what are you trying to say here? <laughs> throw some shade out here? here? Uh, yeah, throw this a movie massive was made shade before I was born, okay? Uh, okay. I mean, so was <laughs> a I. Couple years, a couple years before yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It was quite a few years for me. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa. No need to rub it in, okay? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, weirdly enough, yeah. I feel like I grew up on this movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I grew up on Back to the Future just because my dad loved the movie so much. Mm. So... Yeah, I feel like it holds a very special place in my heart. I really enjoy these films. Like some of the stuff, like would not fly today. Biff is real rapey, dude. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the male characters are real rapey. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. real bad. It's, it's you know? very uncomfortable. Even when I was watching it as a kid, I was like, ah, like this doesn't, this shouldn't be normal behavior. Even if you're like a bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like a bad-ish guy, like a jerk. Like this is straight out. Yeah, it's rape. There's no other way to put it. It's just straight <laughs> up rape. It is. I, w- I will say, though, that Leah Thompson's character in this movie, and it doesn't make it okay, 
let's be clear but she is kind of a hoe yeah <laughs> she's yeah. kind of a hoe. she's so thirsty dude it's she's so, so thirsty. funny man yeah. it's so funny because he's like my mom's a saint yeah <laughs> my mom must have been a nun yeah she never sat in a car with a boy yeah or smoke or drink <laughs> i think that it's kind of that kind of speaks like the the very the kind of shallow emotional core because there is an emotional core to the movie which is kind of appreciable it's there it's not particularly important but it's there also when the movie came out i guess it was such a new and interesting concept because there weren't Mm -hmm. a lot of films really messed with the concept of time yeah not that i know of uh doctor who oh doctor who yeah that's a tv show what was bill and ted's excellent adventure before after this I feel like it was uh, after. Uh, yeah, I want to say after. I, I, I feel like it's after, yeah. Time to IMDb. Excellent. <laughs> it was after. It was in 1989. Just keep thinking about Endgame when they're talking about Back to the Endgame. Future. Time heist. It's like a direct direct reference in that movie because they do exactly what they do in Back to the Future too. They go back, they take a victory lap around, and they <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. nudge at all the timeline. But yeah, overall I'd say it's just classic movie really enjoyed it it was Mm. yeah it was interesting watching it again now because i probably haven't watched it in like maybe five six years and noticing like all these small details yeah that like oh like that budweiser can is like literally like something i would see in like a vintage store it's like oh this (laughs) is just normal like everyday life yeah yeah. There's so much ad placement in that movie too. I'm just gonna go over oh, that later it, too. But it's yeah, it's so obsessive. Much. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But I don't mind it. Yeah, like, it's I feel like... like it adds to the charm of the film, you know? Totally, dude. Like they really lean into it. <laughs> it's like they portray it as everyday life. So you almost don't realize that it's an ad placement until you think about the fact that anything with the brand in a movie is a ad placement. So absolutely, but it works because yeah. it's like it's kind of part of the iconography of the era. They kind of it's, it's kind of cheap to sneak sneak it in, but it's, it works fine. Doesn't work fine. fine. Sam, what did you think? Dude, all right. So here's my take. I think mm-hmm. Back to the Future Episode One was an incredibly well-made movie. So I don't like. I'm gonna say it first of all. I don't like the time travel portion because they don't do a good job with explaining that because uh they kind of mix a couple of time travel theories together into like one that doesn't really make sense so like mm-hmm. for instance you got the terminator t- time travel method where if you go back to the past and you change it the future that they came from no longer exists it's just a y- one timeline uh version right so it's really easy anything that happens that timeline's gone right and then you got like the harry potter timeline where it's a circle where you traveling back to the past causes the events that happen that you see that causes you to go back and what you think happened really didn't happen it just didn't show it so like the harry potter movie the time travel one is super well done i like it a lot you mean the mechanic that they had to immediately delete because it broke everything else in the universe (laughs) this is too powerful it's too Too powerful uh and then uh they got you got the end game version where you can go back and it's an alternate timeline because you can't change the future by going to the past, but you can change your future. So that's that's yeah. pretty good too. But Back to the Future has this weird version where you change the past 
and then you stop existing, right? <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we, that's not important. That's not the whole point. But I'm just mentioning that. For, this yeah. is the the Steins Gate approach to. Uh, oh, the Steins Gate. The Steins right. Gate approach to time that. travel. If I may that make a weird reference. Yeah, Steins Gate is done well, well, way better though. And it's another anime we can watch for I'm there. sorry, I'm not a weed. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand well, that reference. We're gonna make you watch this. Yeah, this is oh, an no. excellent anime. This banana. Actually, I love. I love time travel films and like time travel, just like the whole concept when done in film. I don't know why, but for me, it's my favorite. Yeah. So, so the core premise is that um, you can affect your presence with time travel, but mm-hmm. the time travel mm-hmm. in that universe is incredibly difficult. You can't. It's very hard to send a whole person back. They just send their consciousness back to a previous version of themselves, and oh. they can make very minor changes. Like uh, there's things like they're basically alternate timelines, and they have clusters of timelines around them, right? That are all yeah. very similar. Okay. Like you might, like I'm, I'm, it might be the exact same day, but you're wearing like a different shirt, for instance, right? So that's like a pretty mm-hmm. similar okay. timeline, and very different timelines. Like say this person lived and this person died is on a completely separate line. In order to make that jump is incredibly difficult. Is the core premise? Yeah. Which is oh. basically exactly how it is in Back to the Future. Like, he, like, majorly messed something up and got bumped to a different time, an entirely different timeline. And now he's struggling really hard to bump it back. This is the core premise. Except he's got a time traveling DeLorean instead of just going back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because why not travel in style? Man, that DeLorean. It's kind of sad that uh, they made it expensive now. I mean, it's not sad because that car is kind of a piece of crap. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I hate to disappoint everyone out there who's romanticizing how amazing DeLoreans are. They're not amazing. Like it's it's a. I big, know they're not amazing. I'm saying it's, it's not even it's not even now. okay. It's kind of a bad car yeah. in every single respect. It was slow. It was heavy because it was made out of steel. The entire car would slowly rust away. <laughs> it was all made out of steel. Yeah, the entire the entire Why? outer body is. Exactly. Exactly. Why? <laughs> Why? It's like so heavy. And then so it would yeah. all just rust and then oh my gosh. And then like the, the door lining had issues where like it wouldn't seal properly and every time it rained it would just yeah, rain onto you. Wait, did it have the folding doors like in no, yeah. in real life? Oh, oh yeah, okay. that's that's a real thing. Okay. The car mm-hmm. itself, if like yeah. underneath a flux capacitor is pretty true to how it would operate. Especially the scene at the end where it takes him like uh, four and a half minutes to accelerate to 88 miles per hour. That's pretty true <laughs> to life, too. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I have to it's time that, that by the way. I have to time it because it's pretty pretty obscene. <laughs> Going back to the movie, um, I think, okay, uh, other than time travel, I'm taking issue with how they do some parts of the time travel. I really liked it because it's very... It's a very intelligent way of handling time travel for someone who's never seen a time travel movie. So what they do is they repeat a lot of scenes so that you're like, oh, this is different. I'm in a different time period. Yeah, yeah. They do that a couple times where, you know, it's Mayor Goldie Wilson. Well, yeah, they'll show you a shot and they'll show you the same shot. I love those past. parallel yeah. shots that they exactly. do. Exactly. Well. It's yeah. It's very smart because then they're like, look at this thing here. It's the same, but it's different. And it's similar enough mm-hmm. where you rem- remember it. And then they repeat it two or three times with different things. Uh, so I think they did that really well. There's some shots that are awesome where it's 
you see someone right and then you see <laughs> michael j fox like peeking over someone's shoulder or an object uh it's very cheeky shot <laughs> you just just see him pop into view slowly rise up i thought it was well done because like when he when he rises up it's like it's not you see the top of his head it's like you see his eyes first so the way they filmed it uh had to be at an exact angle right uh, also the terrorists in that movie have a volkswagen van imagine oh, yes. very good tasting vans by the way <laughs> the hippie van. wonderful van by the way yeah wonderful van hippie van and like they do time travel in a very smart way again except for some parts like him disappearing at the very end i like it when things happen he sees mayor goldie wilson in his time period he goes back into the past he meets goldie wilson and then yeah he mentions mate you can be mayor and then he's like oh yeah i can be mayor and that kind of inspires him to be mayor so it's kind of like this question of how did it start you know <laughs> like who inspired you? chicken or the egg right chicken or the egg yeah, yeah exactly. chicken or the egg it's like did he give him the idea or did he get it from Go- yeah goldie wilson uh yeah yeah also i like that character because he's just uh, a dude working in what's an ice cream shop whatever uh, a restaurant and he has plans to make something of himself despite the fact that he's a man of color and in that time period He's at a huge disadvantage. I'm not making this yeah. a race thing. I'm just saying that he overcame obstacles to make something of himself. And that's a direct comparison to uh, George McFly, who's a complete loser. Uh, the first George McFly. <laughs> and and then mm-hmm. um, uh, Lorraine, uh, who is a drunk. She's an alcoholic. And if you see like his original family, it's a complete mess. And then Marty is also very insecure. And yeah. And that the thing I didn't like about this movie is that it got fixed through a switch, a flip of a switch, and all of a sudden, they're their best selves, right? Well, he, he jumped to the Steins Gate world line. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sure, he, he did. He made the big leap. He made the big jump. He did. This is why I didn't like it as much, because the other than George McFly, who stops being a wuss and punches Biff out, like there's no actual character development that makes it believable that these characters went so far and i'm going to go into two and three later but yeah that's why i kind of you know watching it it's very fun i i felt like it was spielberg-esque like i was watching indiana jones you know that kind of movie where it's just super fun it's it's cheesy at moments and overdone on purpose it has an epic music to kind of boost that emotion and push the moment through you know it's a very fun movie it's just a fun adventure, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We don't get too many of those these days. We just get miserable, nightmarish <laughs> hero movies. Dark Zack Snyder. <laughs> brooding characters. Yeah. It's an enjoyable film. Yeah, the characters aren't fully developed, but it's still very entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I love the relationship you get to see between, like, Marty and his dad. And you get to see, yeah. like, oh, Marty gets all of these insecurities even though he's a talented artist. It's like as a direct result of his like own father. Such a loser. The first version, I hated. <laughs> well, 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 the core of the movie was the was the question that if you went back in time, would you be friends with your parents, and what, <laughs> what would you think of your parents? And that's a direct. Yeah, and that's Freud. a direct quote. Yeah, and Freud. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of Oedipal <laughs> stuff going on in there. <laughs> uh, but, but like the writer uh, um, Bob Gale was on the record yeah. saying that. 
he based the script off this idea he had, like where he always wondered if if he was like in high school with his dad, would would he have been friends with? And that was kind mm. of what the script was based off of. And you really, you can kind of really see that in the script, in yeah. the movie, in the execution. Yeah, yeah. Like at first, it's kind of weird, but like they 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 kind of grow together over the course of the film, which is kind of nice to see. Also, like I like that moment where you know he's he's a writer and he doesn't want to. His dad is a writer and doesn't want to show Marty his writings because he's afraid of being rejected, which is what he was afraid of when he was uh, trying to submit his music. Yeah, and their dialogue is pretty much line for line the exact same. The first shot of them in the yeah. cafe together is just really great. Like the yes. the, like, <laughs> like the matching uh, body body posture and they both oh, turn yeah. Yeah. turn to Biff at the same time. It's hey, pretty McFly. well done. <laughs> <laughs> McFly. Told never come in here. Biff. <laughs> I was also thinking about how small the budget could have been for this film besides like the big sci-fi elements it's like there's not much to it they have what maybe like two main locations like the cafe and the school and that's where like 80 percent of the movie revolves around i think you're totally right because if you look at number two and number three there's so many more things going on especially that scene in number two where you see biff's like apartment tower and there's like tanks going around and like Mm-hmm. A, a motorcycle gang and yeah it just felt like they had a lot more scenes with a whole bunch of extras doing stuff behind yeah. whereas this movie felt a little more self-contained i would say budget was 19 yeah. million dollars in 1985 bucks which is probably like 3.5 billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty big no it's, it was 19 million also, I want to yeah. know if they had like a prop DeLorean with the, you know, when they add the hover stuff in it in number two. I think they probably how, had How they did just, all that? Yeah, probably had the tires slip because I noticed that when it landed and it had the tires move out, that it would never drive again in that scene until they cut and then, you know. 100% they have multiple. Anytime you see a car, like a hero car in a movie, they usually have like five or six versions of it. Even if even if it does no transforming, has no special effects, they'll probably have five or six versions. Just in case. Just in case, and usually it's like for one for internal shots, one for external shots, one for uh, driving yeah, shots, yeah. one where the actors have to be inside and you have to be filming the inside driving. They have They're, like a mounted rig. Yeah, yeah they all rigged different ways because uh, it's actually that's a good question. I'm not sure if it was law yet when this was filmed, but you're not allowed to act and drive at the same time by law because somebody got killed no. <laughs> doing that at oh, some point. Man. Okay. I don't I don't remember the exact details, but it, it became yeah. a law because somebody fucked up real bad. So gotcha. anytime <laughs> somebody's driving a car in a movie, they're either getting uh, towed behind another car, pushed in front of another one. Or they'll have some crazy like uh, stunt children of rig. yeah like crazy like children of men uh, stunt driver rig. Well, they have a second car on top of the the first car, where it's just a stunt driver <laughs> on top driving it like baby driver. Yeah. Or they have the dude just chilling on a, in a cage on top of the car driving. Yeah, exactly that rig. <laughs> People have come up with creative ways to get around it, but that's why you like there's never only one car, and if there is, they yeah. fuck something up real bad. <laughs> yeah. Now that you mention that, though, I watched Fast and the Furious, like the first uh-huh. one today, for some reason, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. And yeah. I was like, man, that green screen that they're driving behind looks so bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that background moving behind them is like atrociously yeah, yeah. bad. 
Oh, dude, I remember like older movies with the green screen. You could, it's like a someone put a projector screen up and just putting a movie. <laughs> yeah, on, you know. <laughs> Fun fact about the fat. The Fast and the Furious is that all every single car in those movies was a kit car. It was basically just like a frame built around like a Honda Civic engine, and that's it. Oh, because okay. they destroy really? so many of them. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. The yeah. hero cars will have a, like a beefier engine, but they all are like the exact same platform, like the exact same platform, to make it easier to work on them. I think in the later films huh. they might have used like a modular Ford engine or something, but they're it's generally like a cheap out of the box engine built on a frame and then all the cars like framed out around it and they're all the exact same thing. I feel like we should do the Fast and the Furious movies <coughs> just that Barry could have something there's to talk so about there's so I've many there's so many I've never seen them we can do You've one never time, seen you know? them? yeah never seen I've them I've seen all of them uh, all I like think eight of them I've missed a couple <laughs> here and there but you don't miss we should anything do the best if you missed a few yeah. Tokyo Drift yeah too Fast too Tokyo Furious Drift. for sure it's about family yeah. come on it's about family that's probably the only one that's not about family <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Tokyo Drift, honestly, uh Okay, that's I pretty much that one then. <laughs> I wanna watch the one that's not about family. It's about drifting. Uh, yeah, about drifting. I feel like Barry would have so much to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> it's going back. I just wanna cover some of the ad placements that I really liked. Uh you got Whoppers, the candy. I love Whoppers. And then this was in Marty's bed. There's a Whoppers wrapper in the background. And then there's a Burger King cup right next yeah, to it. Yeah, there's yeah. There's so much Pepsi placement. There's so there's much so Pepsi. So much Pepsi. Pepsi sucks. <laughs> Get hey, the Coke. I like Pepsi. No, no what? The, what? They probably made like 30 mil just from ad placements. Yeah, <laughs> just from Pepsi. <laughs> there was a dude wearing a Mountain Dew hat. And it's like the old school Mountain Dew logo. I want that hat. Oh yeah, I remember. This is the part where the guy is driving in the jeep, and Marty is just hopping rides from car to car on his skateboard. He hops on the jeep, and the guy turns around, and is just staring at the camera. Has a huge Mountain Dew hat on. Just turns back around and turns back again. Just you know, just so you see it. There's a J.C. Penny. It was kind of jarring. This is when they go to the mall, and the logo looks the same as now. So it kind of looks like it came from, you know. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looked like it came from the future because I don't know what J.C. Penny looked like back then. Exactly the same, I think. <laughs> yeah, I love how same. Twin Pine Mall becomes Lone, Lone Pine, Pine Mall. Yeah, because he <laughs> yeah. ran over you the pine. You kill my pine. Yeah. <laughs> you kill my pine. And uh, here's here's the thing I had a problem with uh, at the end too is that he goes back in time. He fixes a timeline, so his parents are super awesome people. So his dad becomes a writer. And then his mom is normal. <laughs> his family is like overachievers. So Marty from Timeline 2 grew up in that family, right? Yeah. So yeah. the possibility of him going back to the Lone Pine Mall to meet Doc at the exact same time and have those exact same events happen and have him go back in time and act the exact same way doesn't really make sense to me. Steins Gate, dude, just let it go. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Well, okay. They the, messed up the timeline. The yeah? Doc connection makes sense because Doc is aware of him and it knows for sure that he's going to meet this kid at some point in the next yeah, 30 yeah. years. That, that, so he can orchestrate fine. that relationship. Well, yeah. like, yeah. you know, when he goes back in time, it, it like his timeline wasn't messed up. Marty's? Yeah, Marty from Timeline 2. Mm-hmm. From the Fixed Family, right? From it's the Steins Gate up. family. 
Science gate. Yeah. So I uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta just science gate so you just can't think about it too much, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just throwing that complaint out there because um it does break it for me if you think too much about it. Just a little too it doesn't matter. It's not the whole point of the movie. I'll tell you yeah. as a rule for myself, anytime uh-huh. there's a time travel mechanic in a show, I have to automatically ignore it. Yeah. You cannot ever, ever <laughs> think too deeply about it because it's never going to make sense because time travel is, like the Hulk says, it's either all of a joke or none of it is. <laughs> I, I like the Avengers Endgame version other than Cap coming back, you know? I mean, the uh, Avengers Endgame really? version still yeah. doesn't make any sense. If you it think doesn't about make any it, sense. If you think about I, it for longer than five so. seconds, no, it doesn't make sense. I like it, though. I like Terminator's timeline, uh, time travel version, too. I feel like that works because it's simple. It's just it's simple, one singular yeah. timeline. Is exactly. it simple? Because yeah. they they fuck with their own canon like four or five times. Every single movie they 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 turn. But you got to be naked. That's every the one single requirement. movie they yeah. go 180 on their own canon. Like you can change the future. Yeah. Actually, you can't. Wait, but you can. Actually, you cannot. But you can. Not. Wait, you have to go back naked. <laughs> yeah, but you got to take off your pants. That's the only yeah. way. I mean, I never understood fine. that. I mean, you get. Arnold Schwarzenegger's ass, so it's all worth it. Yeah, yeah. It's all worth it. You're right, you're right. Also, I kind of like the dialogue where... I, dude, I like I like all the actors. Like Biff, the guy who plays Biff, is awesome. Oh, yeah. And it carries well across the three films. He's actually... Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's a really sweet guy in real life. Yeah. Funny story. Uh, apparently, in the first four weeks of filming with the original actor from Marty McFly... I think like he mm-hmm. cracked Biff's collarbone in one in like that car scene. Oh no! <laughs> and he's like, "I'm gonna fucking get this guy back." And then he got fired, and he never got him back for it. <laughs> Feels bad, Ooh. dude. Ouch! Ouch! It's okay. He did that so we'd have a greater movie. The true for the greater hero. good. Exactly for the greater uh, good. Yeah, but like. You know, some of this dialogue, it's just funny because he's like, make like a tree and get out of here. Dude, I drop that yeah. reference all the time. Really? And nobody ever gets it. I'm always so Are you serious? <laughs> I drop so that stupid. all the time. Make like a tree and get out of here. Yeah, every time I'm at like a bar and we're getting ready to leave, I'm like, guys, let's make like a tree and get out of here. And nobody gets <laughs> it. I'm so, I'm so angry. Yeah. What? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love it. There's a, I forgot, he has more stupid lines, but then, uh, you know, old Biff corrects him in number two. <laughs> it's like, snake like a tree and, and leave. <laughs> you look like an idiot. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like it because, you know, the dude is huge compared to Michael J. Fox. I mean, he's he ain't no, like, midget. He's, he's short, but, like, Well, no, Biff is Ma- huge. Michael J. Fox is actually short, though. He's five foot four. They had to specifically block every single scene with him and Doc together because Christopher Lloyd's, like, six foot something. And they're like, we can't frame this. <laughs> this way. It's going to be terrible. It's like, hey. Which is why he's always, yeah, they're either like separated or like Doc is always like stooped over in the frame. <laughs> Anytime yeah, he's in a car, right. stooped over a table. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Michael J. Fox is sitting down on the couches. Yeah, he's yeah. not a tall guy. It's like the Tom Cruise <laughs> effect, right? Yeah. Every, yeah, every woman yeah. he is ever with in a movie is like sitting down or leaning on something, or he's leaning on something or sitting down. Movie magic. Uh, movie magic, yeah. You gotta do the K-drama squat. <laughs> where you spread your legs out really wide in like a V-shape. I think people will know that reference unless they watch K-dramas. Kimchi squat. Yeah, a couple of weird things though. Uh, 
old doc is fixing the car in the old timeline and then the the policeman walks up and he's like you got a permit for that and he's like sure uh let me pull it out and i think it's a bribery scene right yeah, he totally. No, it's absolutely him. a bribe. Yeah, like he I was like, what this is. Yeah. I guess that's considered normal back then, right? Well, you've never bribed anyone. You've never yeah. bribed anyone, Sam. Yeah, seriously, I don't know. Not even once. No, oh, not come even on. once. You had to have bribed somebody once, Sam. Everybody <laughs> <Nope>. does it. <laughs> Just like, a little bit of hush money, you know. No, it's no pretty choke. normal stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like when you travel, occasionally it's necessary. Hmm. Yeah, I never bribed the person. You know, like when you're at an airport and you don't have a visa, <laughs> but you need a visa, and visas um, can only be is something you should have done three months ago. A nice crisp twenty dollar bill is your visa. <laughs> or like all it takes. when you're trying to get it's into we like when you're trying to get into a bar and you're not twenty one, and you're like, hey buddy, here's my ID, and you just you just palm like a fifty dollar bill over. <laughs> like all right get in there this is yep. my idea okay but okay. i would never, never i would never, never never do such a thing nothing of that sort absolutely yeah. not absolutely or like not. trying to bribe your way across the russian border because russia is full of assholes <laughs> never <laughs> never never okay okay uh, i guess when you're rich you can do anything <laughs> yeah i like how they established that doc is really rich yeah but he does it like he does it like the amateur way though. You never pull out your wallet, you know. You always always palm it, and then just quietly, quietly just hand like it shake over. their hand. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> never flash the wallet uh, out because then they can see the rest of the bills in your wallet, and then they'll you're want right, more. You're right. That's why you always keep your cash in multiple <laughs> wow, pockets. Barry, sounds like you're speaking not that, from experience. Not that I would know anything yeah. about bribing people, but that's that's the way to do it. Like when you barter, you make sure you keep a certain amount of cash in each pocket so you can pull it out when you need it. You know? Just yeah. simple stuff. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm learning new things today. <laughs> You're like, oh man, but I only have a $20 bill. <laughs> and then in your other pocket, you keep a 10 <laughs> You keep 100 Is that it for number one? Is that everything we want to say? Well, we need to talk about the Oedipus complex going on. Oh, yeah, I kind of wanted to not to talk on. about that. Well, it's pretty core to the movie. <laughs> yeah, think. but it's, it's also kind of messed up. It's a part of the film. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit... I mean, I get kind of what they were really going for, even though it doesn't really come off that way. It's just this idea that you re- never really know your parents as people, right? That's yeah. kind of like part of the yeah. part of the message of the film. You always see them as like your parents... Whether they're good or they're bad or whatever. You never really think of them as these people that grew up and went to high school and all this stuff. And had romances Mm -hmm. and were like uncomfortably hot at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And just playing with this idea of like your perception of your parents and your your children's eventual perception of you. And then like just like I guess parenting figures in general like Doc is like kind of the crappy parent. That's sending your kids back in time. <laughs> Stealing plutonium for Stealing Lib- plutonium. Libyan terrorists. God, yeah. that plutonium. Like, the opening of the film showed us that fucking case of plutonium like eight times. Yeah. yeah. Like, it also it said was plutonium a and look here. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, zoom it, it gave us the yeah. little, the little like newsreel thing, and then it stops on the case of plutonium, and then it stops on it again, and then does it like a third time. And I'm like, 
I get it. There's plutonium. Stop. I was okay with it. I was okay with it because they don't do that with a lot of stuff. I was, yeah, I was fine with it just because the rest of that scene was really nice. Uh, like the little Rube Goldberg machine they built just for that scene <laughs> was kind of fun. Just mm-hmm. the breakfast. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that pan over the skateboard to the box is like, oh, that's a good shot. And yeah, then the... they kept showing the box. And I was like, whatever, <laughs> man. The whole scene, I think, was one shot, wasn't it? I think it's a long take. Yeah, there, there's definitely yeah. one long take. They might have cut before before Michael J. Fox actually shows up, but it's like it's like a dolly, right? Just not a dolly, just uh, it's like it's a bunch of tracking and uh, it looks motion like shots. a crane because it changes crane? elevation okay. too. Right. It might yeah. it might be Steadicam. I don't I don't know. I don't know Steadicam, exactly what right. what technology they used for yeah. it, but it was it was pretty well done. Um, it's kind of a Kind of a classic film trope. I'm gonna call it a Spielberg trope because Spielberg uses this a lot, where they introduce the character oh, loves it. and they don't show their face until the reveal. Right? He did this yeah. in like every single Indiana Jones movie. It's like Tarantino, famously. yeah, always on the feet. Always on the feet. <laughs> God, Tarantino. Uh, hey, oh, yeah. hey, he likes feet. You gonna blame the guy? <sighs> a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to blame him for it, but I'm going to accuse him of making yeah. it a little bit too gratuitous. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a little much. For Tarantino. Yeah. yeah, especially with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's too much. <laughs> he ramps it up every single movie. Yeah. Every what, single movie. What's like his 12th film going to be like? Just only feet? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Footloose 2, Return of the Feet. Oh, my. I mean, they're <laughs> discussing all the movies he's making, like possibly an R-rated Star Trek. You got Kill Bill three as a possibility. Uh-huh. A Star Trek, film. Star Trek is almost definitely not going to happen. Yeah, not yeah. because I not because I, I know I anything about that. it, but because yeah. that's not his mo. He's a writer director, and he's not going to have creative control over Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Or Star yeah. Wars. Unless they give it to him. Unless they give it. We to need J.J. Abrams. <sighs> oh, he's overrated. Get out of here. We need more lens flares. Yeah, <laughs> lens flare. <laughs> I like J.J. Abrams. I think he does certain things very well. He's okay. He's I, very I solid. I agree. Yeah. I think he yeah. just needs more like great writers to work with him. Uh that's a good point. He just needs better writers. But yeah. Uh going back to Back to the Future what we're talking about is basically he goes back in time and his mom is a thirsty hoe and starts hitting on him like super hard. Like her character kind of sucks in this movie. Or am I yeah. crazy? Yeah. It's like a very antiquated view of women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was kind of just uncomfortable. I mean, it's yeah. fine because it's, it's 1985, you know. Mm-hmm. That's we true. Ha- we've yeah. we've had 30, 30-odd years. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> 30-odd yeah. years of of advancement <laughs> since then, but it is, it's a bit uncomfortable. The main problem I had was she has, like, no agency. Yeah, she kind of mm-hmm. just doesn't do anything. She she's just like uh, yeah. uh, there to be attracted Attracted-y. to people, and then to be taken advantage yes. of by not just Biff, but like just random people, like uh, in the final scene with like the random scumbag with the dance dancing floor? with her, and just yeah. like cackling malevolently. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is this? What am I being shown? <laughs> I forgot about that part <laughs> what until are you I rewatched to it because. You you yeah, just remember yeah. him playing like the sweet guitar solo or whatever, right? You don't remember yep. like just the the random scummy good. guy at the crowd who's just like, ah, ha, 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 ah, ah, she's mine. And <laughs> like, what is what is this? 
that that seemed weird to me. It's like a point of false tension because like why should he not just punch the dude in the face like he did oh, Biff? Yeah, so right? that's that's a thing I had a problem with too. I think it's a Spielberg thing, but like these moments of tension that don't need to be there. And they're not even like tense. Yeah. Either. Yeah. It's it, it's kind of like you resolve the problem, you should move on, but they're like, wait, nope, something else is happening that can go wrong. But we just like, we went through this ride already, we overcame the enemy. You just throw in this mini boss, and it just gets defeated in like a second, you know, in terms of like video game talk. It's yeah, like, this isn't even my final <laughs> form, <laughs> but like, it's, it's like worse. Let's talk for a second about that final scene. Speaking of unnecessary tension, not the final scene, I guess, like the 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 the, the tower scene where he's where he's getting oh, one point twenty one yeah. gigawatts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting jiggy with it. Where he's driving down the street and Doc like the 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 cable messes up, and a scene that could be like yeah, the car doesn't yeah. work. They just add in a yeah. little bit of just a little little set piece. It's all right. It's kind of it was tonally weird with the rest of the film because Christopher Lloyd really doesn't do anything like that up until that point right yeah yeah it felt a little weird. bit weird like more false tension mm-hmm. yeah now let's talk about how the lightning travels at like five feet per hour and not the speed of light <laughs> you can see it you coming, can see yeah. it like slowly <laughs> yeah. crawling down the line yeah. and i'm like electricity doesn't work like that guys <laughs> it travels or at what's the speed funny of electrons like- yeah it's like, oh, the lightning hits the clock tower at 10.04, but there's no exact, like, second that they know of. Yeah. So how do they know to hit it at that exact moment? I can give them a slight pass on that. <laughs> I'll give them yeah. a small pass yeah, on yeah. that. What I'm not going to give them a pass for is the fact that Doc was holding on to that fucking cable. Oh, he would have been he dead, w- dude. He might not have died, but he would definitely wouldn't have been perfectly A-OK after that. <laughs> That's like probably third degree burns on your hands at least. One point twenty one gigawatts. That's okay. It, it's kind of like uh, a magical tale, you know. That's why I like Spielberg. That's why I like I love Indiana Jones. It's like uh, mm-hmm. not quite reality, and you don't care because you're the ride there is fun. The ride through the movie because is it's fun. once upon a time. Once upon a time in Back to the Future. <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say in Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the hallmark of the all future. filmmakers is that you have to treat movies as movies. They're not reality. It's why, it's yeah. why violence yeah. is fine in movies. It's because it's a movie. It's a movie. But not in video games. If you walk down the street and punch a guy, that's violence. If if <laughs> if uh if Cliff smashes a guy's a girl's face into a stone fireplace 15 times that's just fun because this is a movie right <laughs> I don't know I wasn't having fun oh, it was I had, kind of uh, I had a lot was of fun. fun that was wild <laughs> really that was wild was like, holy oh, that looks like it hurts Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt yeah. please <laughs> smash her a couple more times <laughs> <laughs> I need more <laughs> <sighs> it just kept going and smashing the Get other the objects thrower. okay that part was fun alright it's just like so over the top and ridiculous that you're just like what's going on that's the point <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh sorry we shouldn't we shouldn't spoil yeah we probably shouldn't movie. spoil yeah that's still that out movie, there yeah. I want to encourage people to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood what a messed up ending though it made the movie for me amazing 
Yeah, amazing. amazing. 11 out of 10. So did you want to talk <laughs> about 2 and 3 a little bit? Yeah, uh, any closing thoughts on 1? Closing thoughts on 1, you know what? I'd like to talk a little bit about the sets because that's going to be become important in about 30 seconds because... A lot of the a lot of the shots were on in fact on sets and they didn't know they were making a two and a three, so they tore them all down and they had to yeah. rebuild the entire town. Oh, no. <laughs> and it oh, was wow. very this is like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and if you if you watch back through, you'll notice some pretty big flaws in the set design because they either didn't have time or fucks to give to make everything. Exactly the same. Just the exact same, yeah. I didn't notice it, and I'll have to watch it again. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, there are some minor details that are like kind of off. Now that you mention it, in like yeah. two and three, yeah. Hmm. And another thing I'm gonna mention really quick is the fact that Crispin Glover did not return for two and three because of contract disputes. So they used the stand-in for him, and then he sued. Mm-hmm. He sued uh, the theater because they used his likeness without his permission. Okay, makes sense. Because he showed up a little bit in two, and then he didn't show up in three. If you notice, all the shots with him are like slightly out of focus, out of frame, or like, or like with <laughs> facing away from the camera or with the sunglasses on. Or um, they use reused footage from the the original. Yeah, they used movie. a little bit of reused footage, but yeah. it was like. Because Crispin Glover, like, uh, I don't know what his problem was, but he wanted, like, rewrites of the script. He wanted more money. And they're like, we're not going to do that. Mm. So we're just going to recast you. Tough luck. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't really needed in 2 and 3 to begin with, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, I mean, they just they just completely recast him, and he was pretty pissy about it. So he sued them. I think they settled for, like, million dollars or something like that which was a lot of money back in the day holy mm. i mean 19 million dollar budget but you, like you're creating a lot of bad blood with people who make movies you're pretty much your career is going to be over at that point right yeah you might get blacklisted for that yeah you might get um oh what is the actress from blade runner shoot i forgot her name yeah she she got she got blacklisted <laughs> <laughs> Didn't the guy who played Blade get blacklisted? Uh, Wesley Snipes. I heard. No, he just no, he just yeah, went Wesley to jail Snipes for tax evasion. <laughs> yeah, he just went to jail. Oh, makes sense. Why call? I heard crime? he was like an absolute like dick to work with. Anyways, he went to jail. <laughs> but he went to jail. Yeah, but so, Chris, yeah. I mean, it's I, I don't think it was that bad because I believe Crispin Glover still worked after this. But he he got like I, I'd say he got Terrence Howarded out of the Back to the Future cinematic universe. Uh, okay. <laughs> like War Machine <laughs> from Iron Man 1. And Hotel Rwanda, Don Cheadle will take your place. <laughs> Great film, by the way. Yeah, I gotta check that out. I haven't Nor watched have it. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe you can do that. That's our next movie. <laughs> Hotel Rwanda? Hotel Rwanda, yeah. That's a pretty intense sad. movie. Yeah, I yeah. know. I would probably rather do Hotel yeah. Grand Budapest. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm down for that I would be down too. for that. Yeah. Because yeah. we haven't, we haven't done a Wes Anderson film yet. And I feel like, as a, as a bunch of dickheads watching movies, we should probably do a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> we should absolutely do a Wes Anderson. Should we do a lesser known Anderson? Like Moonrise Kingdom or. Actually, I wanted something to watch that. like. Maybe, but I feel like. Life I really like Moonrise Kingdom. I think Grand Budapest is probably yeah. the most approachable of his works, though. 
Yeah, we should give a movie that's yeah. like watchable. Like you don't want to give something like no, the room. We must go you know? the furthest West Anderson as possible. <laughs> <laughs> the most niche Anderson. Go maximum West Anderson. Oh, I don't Talking know. Talking like Rushmore, right? Anyway, I don't want that. Back I don't to want the future. <laughs> like even <laughs> back, yeah, back to the future. Back, back to the future. Back, back to back to the future. Uh, to back to future. Yeah, I'll, I'll just. Yeah, back, back to the future, to the past, to the future. Anyways, uh, I want to talk briefly about episodes two and three. I actually didn't like the second movie. I really liked it when I first watched really? it. But then, yeah, on second watching, I realized that it, the entire movie is deeply flawed and it's just serving as a, as a premise to make the third movie. That's why you don't worry about the time travel, Sam. You just no, don't no, worry I don't about, about it. I care about the time travel part. So, like, here, here's here's a couple things. Number one, mm-hmm. the entire thrust, again, like Barry mentioned, that they didn't know they were going to make a sequel. But when Doc comes back, he's like, Marty, we got to go back to the future to save your kids, right? To save your son. To save your son. Yeah. He didn't need to do that. He could just simply told Marty, hey, when you get kids, make sure you don't let your son go out on this date at all times don't like don't do that how do i know this because marty did the same to doc he sent him a letter saying open this at 1985 and then Mm -hmm. doc sent him a letter uh from 1885 so like that's a simple way without time traveling because doc said to himself you don't want to mess with the timeline and you don't want to know too much about your future so why would you take the risk also why does it matter because you're changing the future right the future future when you can just change that in the present i think it's so funny because doc's like don't mess with time and then yeah. just goes gallivanting through the ages <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's a little, <laughs> little inconsistent and then um <sighs> when they do go there that entire timeline is uh, that that reason the thrust is completely swept aside and ignored it's just serving yeah. as a vehicle for them to go to the future so then future biff can take the almanac and then bring it to past biff so then biff can build his empire by betting on sports events and uh, winning all that money so then that becomes another thrust narrative thrust and then they have to go back in time to get the almanac from past biff so then, like yeah the, the main reason for traveling time through time it's a little inconsistent it changes whereas in the first one it's very simple you went back in time accidentally now you gotta go back <laughs> you gotta go back to your timeline yeah. That was that was it. That was that was the whole thing. Uh, and he made things better along the way. Uh, he tried not to die at <laughs> <laughs> Science Gate. But like for number two, it's it's all over the p- place. Um, I mean, anytime you spend too much screen time focusing on the mechanics of time travel, it's gonna it's gonna make the movie yeah. worse. Just give us the little hand wavy explanation and then just move on. Because if you exactly. think about it for longer than five <laughs> seconds, it's going to be dumb. And it wasn't the time yeah. travel mechanics I had problems with. It was the, the reasons for why you're time traveling or like the reason, the problem that you have and the things you're doing to solve this problem. And so like, you know, minor things also like, why didn't they leave Jennifer in the car when they go back to the future? Right, they knock mm-hmm. her out. It's hilarious. Doc knocks her out because she's asking too much questions. Yeah, they literally right? knock her out because yeah, they yeah, hadn't yeah. planned for her to be in the script, and they're like, uh, "They're like, we don't, we know, don't what know what to do, what to do with this yeah. character. We're just gonna have her be out of the movie for as much as we can." Yeah, yeah. So then, like, you know, they knock her out, <laughs> and then they leave her outside, 
I'm like, why? Just leave her in the car. There's no reason for you to do that, right? And also, you're leaving a girl who's knocked out just in the in the alley <laughs> next to garbage. How is that in any way safe? It just broke it for me, like immersion. I just went along with it because I like the movie still. It's very fun, but like, it's very flawed. And also, uh, a couple things. So like, we went through the first movie following the character growth of Marty's parents and a little bit for Marty himself, where he kind of yeah yeah you know gains like confidence and appreciation of his parents, um, realizing that there's a real emotional bond between him and Doc. I, I thought in the first movie it portrayed it pretty well for me where you know they're best friends right yeah like that's kind of a sad life where you know a teenager's only friend is this old scientist guy and he has a girlfriend that's that's awesome but like his only other friend is an old scientist guy and this old scientist guy has no other friends other than Marty McFly well hang on so it's very lonely he, he has a band Okay, he has a band, but they're not. <laughs> they don't. No they don't show them. It's they not get like five sec- thirty seconds like on screen. Thirty seconds of screen time, if that. Yeah. Uh. Sorry, I'm just going on a rant here because, so in the second movie, all of a sudden Marty has this huge character flaw where anyone calls him chicken, he just stops thinking. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like ego comes into play. Yeah, like, where did that come from? And just keeps making the same mistake even after he got into a car accident uh, in the present timeline, a little bit into the future. He's racing Needles, which is some random character that they just throw in. He races him because he calls him Chicken. He crashes into a Rolls Royce. This is happening off screen. It's just explained as narrative through dialogue. He injures his hand. He gets sued. So then his music career is wrecked, and he's working a job, and then Needles comes back and does the same thing. And it's kind of funny because it's like a Japanese boss in their future, like Japan owns everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then he gets fired right away, and it's like, read my facts. And then on the screen it says you're fired, and he gets like three faxes. It's so quite, like all the little faxes come spitting out, (laughs) and you're like, it's cute that you think faxes are still a thing. Uh, (laughs) I know, right? It's like, oh, faxes will still be relevant. Yeah, he's a double tie. That's kind of uh, nice. Um, like, where did that character flaw come from? And that character flaw doesn't get resolved in the second movie, which is why I actually like the third movie a lot better because he has a huge growth in character in the third movie where he fixes that problem. But, like, it's less impactful because we didn't know he had this problem to begin with in the first movie. In fact, you undid his character by making him more stupid. I think I think the third movie is much better than the second because yeah. I, I'm not sure if they really wanted to make that second movie, but I think they wanted to make the third one. Mm-hmm. I say this mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the third movie yeah. is entirely based on the fact that Michael J. Fox just wanted to do a Western. You're just talking to the, uh. the, 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 the producers <laughs> and directors like, hey, what if we did a Western? They're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Okay. And they just decided to have some yeah. fun with it. I mean, it was a studio mandate. They had to make two more. They're like, fuck, okay. Originally, originally, it was supposed to be one more movie. Two and three were supposed to be one movie together. And then they ended up uh, splitting it into two. They went uh, fucking, what is it, Mockingjay on it. <laughs> Mockingjay. <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah, so, like, I'm just going to go on a rant on number two. Uh, so, like, another thing. Um, so, Biff goes on a winning streak, right? With the almanac from the future that old Biff gives him. 
But like if you you're changing the effects the, uh, on the timeline way too much by winning that money, so like you know, it, it's not focusing on the mechanics. Of it. <laughs> I know. I'm just, just saying. Gonna, I'm just you're worrying about the time. Uh, you're make your worst for yourself. Another thing too. Yeah. Uh, so when Doc is in in the sky. He knocks the time travel circuit and it changes the year to 1885. So in mm-hmm. in every single shot of the DeLorean, turning that only turns on the time circuit. To change the date, you have to use the keypad. You to have punch to in punch it in. Yeah. So yeah. like that one was kind of like, oh, okay, we gotta find a way for him to go to the old west. Well, I guess this is how. <laughs> and it just knocks it in there. Like, oh, okay. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I guess. I- I feel like two really struggled from like they kind of wrote themselves into a hole with one and mm-hmm. how it yeah. ended because it was like a joke right yeah and yeah. then like oh crap we have to somehow connect this oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah they're like we yeah. can't just wreck on it we gotta make this work so, shit we gotta and make two more they pretty much were just like oh god what do we what do we do what do we do and that's why I think two struggles so much is because yeah they didn't want to go in that direction and they were kind of forced to yeah because of an accident (laughs) i I think it would have been better if they completely ignored the ending of one and just wanted to make a decent movie and just like made up a different time or like a different story necessarily than that one when they go back to the future Yeah, if they just retconned it yeah it would have been fine exactly retcon it because john wick two and three they didn't know they were going to make those at all and they, those those movies were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, number two, I didn't like as much. I don't think they really retconned anything, though. I mean, because the the core of the movie was not at all plot driven or character driven. It was just straight action porn. So they used to do whatever the fuck they wanted. <laughs> yeah, they can just kind of do whatever because no one mm-hmm. else cares. So for the first one, it was mostly believable. Again, some some parts overacted. Oh, it's, it's like all overacted, especially like Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, it's all overacted. But it's so it's fun because of it. <laughs> Again, it's not like a real portrayal of life. It's like a fantastic imaginary uh, fairy tale almost. But like for number two, there's a scene where they're in the past, and Marty is in the back of Biff's car, and he's talking to Doc on a walkie-talkie. How is that even remotely possible that you're just talking normally in the back of some dude's convertible and he can't hear you at all? It just felt sloppy. It just felt really sloppy. You didn't even need that scene there. Again, it's just there to create tension, um, you know, create a chase scene, right? But it just felt so sloppy. That said, I still had fun with this movie. Uh, I think it's very fun. It just lacks a lot of things that you know, make a better movie, character development, a solid narrative, like solid, uh, yeah. just like logic, the movie logic. Now I'm just talking about real logic, movie's own logic. It should follow it. Any, any thoughts on it, Barry or Isaiah? Cause like after watching it, I, I like it less. <laughs> it's like that scene from Austin Powers two, where they're like, I think you should just stop thinking about it and join us for the ride. <laughs> I think the line mm-hmm. is, <laughs> Like, they look directly into the camera and say, don't think about it too deeply. <laughs> but I can't help it. Don't worry about if, it. If it's uh, poorly Listen, done. Listen, I, I, in general, you know? dislike time travel as a plot device. Really? I, 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 I actually, I actually hate it. Too. And yeah. Why? Like, movies and TV shows where it works are the exception rather than the rule. 
because because of the because of the issues that Sam mentions. Because if you spend more than five seconds thinking about it, like it falls apart, and it really kills the suspension of disbelief. And mostly because it allows for a lot of really sloppy writing. I'm a huge fan of Doctor Who, though. <laughs> Doctor Who works because the central premise is not time travel. Yeah, it's not. Also, they don't really explain it. Just timely, timey-wimey. Yeah, it's timey-wimey. It's, they're they're just telling you that that's not the point. But, like, you can you can look at different yeah. episodes of, like, say, Star Trek, where they play play around with it, or um, I can't think of any, very many other examples off the top of my head, but it generally... Do Stargate, the Groundhog Day episode, one of my favorites. She won. Oh yeah, where he's reliving yeah. the same day, and then right? like they just they just like play, playing golf but through the Stargate. Yeah, <laughs> what is it? It was uh, it was MacGyver and Teal'c or the two, and then they just go like progressively go like more and more insane. Yeah, they just stop caring. <laughs> I think that's the only time uh. in the series that you get a kiss between. MacGyver and the girl oh, Samantha, Samantha Carter. Carter. I think that's the only time they kiss, right? Oh wow! I gotta rewatch that series <laughs> for that scene. I don't know. With, with shows like that, the meta humor episodes, it's so easy to fuck it up really bad. It only really works on really long running shows like that. They had two of them. They had the time travel episode, and they had like the TV for TV episode. Yeah, didn't they have one where there's like another? group portraying yeah. actors m- mimicking stargate no they had one where <laughs> right? like there's a tv producer that comes in that wants to do a tv show based on stargate yeah yeah okay okay yeah that's what they're all like right, pitching so. their ideas for like their shows and teal is like what if i were a private detective <laughs> <laughs> and the other the other chick from far cry uh-huh. and she and she pitched literally far cry <laughs> or whatever it was no sorry not not far cry farscape farscape yeah, sorry farscape, far cry yeah. is the video game Farscape goes into uh, Stargate Atlantis, those actors. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, you're right. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah, the meta yeah. humor. Th- those two episodes are, are quite wonderful. But in general, time travel is just so sloppy, and it's just an excuse to like write your way out of a corner, you know? Not a big fan. Okay, fair enough. I'm a huge fan, though. It works in Back to the Future because... I mean, the time travel mechanic is only like the, a very, despite the title, it's only a very small part of the movie. It's just like we're putting these pe- people into a situation and it's just about how they resolve it and the little misadventures along the way. If you make it the core mechanic, like the core thrust of the film, it's going to be a big, big mess. Like, uh, what is that? What is that movie? I keep wanting to say Grinder, but that's just the, <laughs> the dating app. <laughs> Oh, no, I thought you were talking about the movie with um, Machete. Not Machete. Uh, Grindhouse. It's oh, called Grindhouse. Grindhouse. Sorry, I thought it was called Grinder. Yeah, that's a totally different thing. <laughs> oh, I have to look this up now. It's like the most complicated time travel movie of all time. Because... because Are you talking about the indie one? Looper. Not Looper. No. Primer. Primer. Uh, I don't... Yeah, Primer. I like that oh, movie. Oh, Primer. It's really good. I heard that that's a really good film. Mm-hmm. It it messes with your head, so you kind of need a diagram to understand how yeah, it's Yeah, good working. luck with that. It's like a it's like an n-dimensional dodecahedron <laughs> rather than a graph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only movie where time travel is I think done. They do well. it one hundred percent according to the science, which you appreciate, yeah. but it also makes for like a very confusing film. <laughs> 
I yeah, like when you're watching it, you're just like you're trying to keep track of too many things. <laughs> the only the only movie that focuses on time travel as a core mechanic, well, two movies, Endgame mm-hmm. works. Endgame. The game. other one being Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, I have not watched that movie either. <gasps> what? Yeah. What? Okay, we're doing that movie same. next. We're doing that same, movie dude. next. Same. We're doing that movie like, next. Wait, when does it? Without question. Wait, you haven't movie? watched it either? No. Okay. Yeah. When does it come out in theaters? Yeah. Uh, when does it come question. out? What? Oh no, no, I'm not talking about the the third movie. I'm talking about. No, no, the no, I want, I'll watch all of them, but uh, we're just wondering. No, we should watch them leading up to it, right? It's in pre-production. It's gonna be a minute. It's gonna be a hot minute. Okay, it's gonna be like hot two minute. years. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll just space out the episodes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm down for watching it. Excellent. Oh excellent. That's the only thing I know. Like excellent. It was, it was Keanu's first 2020. Movie, really? Okay. August twenty first, twenty twenty. It might not have been. It might not have been his first, but it was definitely his breakout role because he was the cute one. People don't think Mike Myers is cute. Come on. <laughs> Alex Winter. <laughs> You mean? What's Alex? Alex Winter. Well, that's, that's Alex Winter? Mike, I thought it was Mike, Mike Myers. No, Alex Winter. Mm. And George Carlin. Does he Carlin. look like Mike Myers? A little bit. Okay. It was Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, George Carlin, but like... George Carlin the comedian? Yeah. Oh, rest he in pl- peace, dude. Yeah, he was. He played a fairly... Uh, not a major, decently major role in both movies. Let's check it out then. I'm down. Absolutely. Yeah. It's such a wonderful film. Wait. I, I do I like the idea though I, I would like to do Wes Anderson and also Hotel Rwanda and Hotel those are two tonally very different films I, I know <laughs> I know just saying I like those ideas alright yeah Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure alright one and two uh, Excellent Adventure I think is probably a little bit better than Bogus Journey but both are both are pretty n- okay okay alright if you only Let's have to watch go. one Excellent Adventure is that the second one or the first, first one, one? The first one. Okay. All right. I guess closing thoughts. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah, any thoughts on two? And I'm just gonna talk very briefly about three and why I liked it better than two. Two. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed two. Don't know why. It's like, it's a really rough movie, but it's fun. I, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah it's like it's, it's fun. A it's entertaining. Skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's a rocket skateboard. <laughs> rocket skateboards. Um, yeah, I love how they thought the future, what, like, what the, they mm-hmm. thought the future would apparently look like. Um, I like how completely off the mark they are about everything. Yeah. It was so far off the mark. <laughs> there are movies that are, like, remarkable with how, with how close they've got, and then there's this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was so far gone, dude. But it's entertaining to look at and be like, Wow. They seriously thought faxes would still be relevant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they thought we would have hover yeah. cars by now, but we have. Uh, sorry to disappoint. Cars. Yeah, sorry to disappoint. So, Back to the Future Three, the Western. I kind of, I, I kind of like this movie a lot, um, despite all of its many flaws. I love the fact that he wore the the cheesy like pink and blue cowboy outfit into the future with the with the adam models with the, Ad- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with the adam models yeah um i like the fact yeah. that uh, they were throwing around frisbees which is actually ca- slightly true to history because that was actually oh, really? a thing the frisbee really? the frisbee okay. pie frisbee pie tins? yeah th- that was a huh. real life thing <laughs> okay i didn't know wow. and i only know this because i played ultimate frisbee in high school <laughs> <laughs> 
and they taught you frisbee history yeah it's it's mandatory when you play ultimate frisbee okay. to know everything about frisbee history gotcha gotcha wow uh, that was a real thing. Like uh, the frisbee pie company just made like these pie tins and pies, and then uh, people found that they they, they had uh, fairly competent aerodynamic qualities. <laughs> <laughs> they could throw them around. I think it, they started doing it like in Stanford yeah. or something, like the college. Uh, that's then, hilarious. Uh, that makes sense. And then they kind of pivoted. Random, yeah. yeah, and then they kind of pivoted into the uh, uh, frisbee world. And here we are today. <laughs> Impressive stuff. Yeah, so crazy. You're just making pie tins, but you make you do a heck of a good job with it, and it's aerodynamic. Like, what in the world? Like, how? Like, you can't predict those turn of events. A happy right? accident. I will. Yeah. I will tip my hat to whatever executive decided that they, sh- they should <laughs> actually, like, build into that. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, a bunch of yeah. bunch of idiots are throwing their pie tins around. Maybe we should make this a thing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm, yeah frisbee pie oh, company yeah. and, I th- and i think today that's what they're i don't think they still make pies as far as i know <laughs> yeah i'd never heard of frisbee pies so <laughs> <laughs> how disappointing yeah <laughs> i wish it were still a thing yeah. i would totally buy that mm. I, I like key lime pie it's the only pie i like oh, you don't like you, like, key lime you don't pie? like apple pie no apple what? pie a la mode i don't like Apple pie. I tolerate blueberry pie. Get uh, out of my country, Sam. Pecan pecan <laughs> pie is okay, you know, on occasions. What? Okay. Very, very this thin sliver of pumpkin pie. Very thin. But I like key lime pie. pie. I I don't like pies. Key lime like pie kids. is gross. I'm sorry, Sam. I like what? key lime key pie. What? Key lime pie is awesome. What are you talking well, I'm, about? I'm not a fan. I like. If you're talking about like, yeah? it's all about the ratio of crust to crust to filling. Yeah, too much I want the ratio to be it's not great. very low. I want a lot of crust and very little fruit filling. So basically, you just like butter. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like the problem I have Pretty pie much. with pie is that the insides are too sweet. Like, if it was more fruity and uh, less sweet, I, I would be okay with it. But like, it's disgustingly sweet, and every time I eat it, it just maybe you're just eating bad body. pies. Yeah. I think so. Oh, there is one yeah, apple maybe. pie that I really like. Uh, Isaiah, you know what I'm talking about? The one that uh, you don't even like McDonald's apple pies. No, not like that. Okay, those are pretty. Oh, okay. in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, the Wisconsin Farmers uh, Market or Elegant Farmer. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, there's this. Yeah, there's a pretty uh, good apple yeah, pie place. It's twenty dollars per pie. Twenty plus dollars per pie. It's baked in the paper bag. I think it's from Elegant Farmer. Uh, only a few stores carry it, but this is the best apple pie I've eaten. If I were to eat an apple pie and I ate that, heck yeah, I'm I'm down for it. But just the vast <laughs> majority of pies that I find in the market, it's garbage. Makes it's, sense. Yeah. I mean, you just you just hate America, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> true. I should I should I've, move. I've to, had some uh, incredible yeah. apple pies though. Like back when I lived in Washington, you just get some fresh apples. Ooh, amazing. Maybe I just haven't had a good pie. I think, I think you just it. haven't had a good one yet. Yeah. I think you just like a really good one. Like a really good apple pie, especially with like a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Oh, masterpiece. <laughs> it's like <laughs> pies and freedom. <laughs> the taste of freedom. I hate freedom. It tastes like uh, liberty. Yeah. I'm not a mature American. 
Uh, yeah, just brief notes on three. Uh, man, Baby Einstein or Copernicus is so cute when they put the mining helmet on him and they're going into the mine shaft together to get the DeLorean out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god, that dog is so cute. I want one. <laughs> and then Don makes a joke where, uh, made in Japan, no wonder it didn't work. And Marty's like, the best stuff is made in Japan in the future. And I was like, huh. <laughs> kind of interesting to see uh, Japan. Yeah, what would that? What would that? I think it's kind of interesting that slice of history where you know Japan uh, isn't really emerging as like a leader in technology. Um, I thought this movie was way more solid uh, because the reason why they go back in time is Doc gets killed, so he goes back to stop it, and it doesn't mm-hmm. have the repeating scenes as number two did. So like number one, the repeating scenes serve the purpose to kind of show that you travel back in time to the same place, but things were different. And they did it in a very smart way. Whereas number two copied those scenes to refer back to the first movie, because they didn't have any purpose. Like you know when he's knocked out and his mom wakes him up, and then he's yeah. like, "I had a horrible nightmare." And it's like, "Don't worry, you're blank at this blank place." And he wakes up and is like, "Wait, what?" And they refer back to a lot of scenes, like the manure scene and all that. And like, it doesn't serve a purpose. Number two, number three, they limit that very like to I think one scene where he gets knocked out his mom wakes him up again and it was kind of weird because the dad was himself it wasn't Crispin Glover and I thought that Mm -hmm. either he left but now that Barry mentioned that you know he had some contract issues I guess that makes sense but yeah I was (laughs) expecting the dad to be there but that scene wasn't needed so they kept it very short they have the clock tower again and the reason why I like this movie a lot better is that there's a lot of character development and progression in this movie. So Doc falls in love, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, he finds it's, a girl. He finds a girl, and it's kind of like paralleling uh, Marty and his mom, right? So that's a little disturbing. <laughs> yeah, that that's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's innocent and lighthearted, and kind of like. You see this old guy who was nearing his death and he was just going to live his life alone in that time period or just do sciencey things. And then you find someone and, uh, you know, it kind of refers back to the opening of the first one where the song they played was Power of Love. And I thought that was a great opening song and yeah. probably unintentional, but like I think it links together pretty well. And then you see Marty get over uh, his insecurities. Uh, being called chicken right he doesn't fight back anymore uh he's smart <laughs> well the power of love um that wasn't absolutely intentional the writer of that song is in the movie oh really <coughs> yeah if you remember the little band practice or a little audition oh, he does yeah, in the first one yeah, yeah yeah um one of those guys wrote that song and he actually did uh really did a um an arrangement of it for for their uh for their little band performance Wow, a little bit of trivia for you there. Okay. So that's one hundred. Yeah. That's a hundred ten percent intentional. Okay, well that's a great song though. Um, <laughs> it's a Huey Lu- Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's why I liked it. Like, uh, there's there's definitely character growth. The the plot points are more solid. Um, I liked how they refer to the Western setting twice in Back to the Future Two. They dropped uh, Buford Tannen, his name. And Doc mentioning that yeah. he always wanted to go to the Wild West. So I like how these movies link together. Uh, the Wild Wild West? The Wild Wild West with Will Smith? 
<laughs> what? Have you seen that movie? There's I watched a movie that movie. We should watch. Oh, no, it's bad. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's still better than Suicide I, Squad. I've never. But yeah, it's bad. If you, you haven't wa- seen Wild. If you want, yeah. if you want a real stinker of a movie that might still be entertaining to watch, that there, there's, there's one. Uh, Wild Hayek Wild is in it. Wild Wild West. And Lucy Liu is in it, I think. She uh-huh. plays a hoe. She plays a prostitute. I still remember the scene because she like, you know, is wearing like a like a Chinese dress and she flaps it off her butt and she's like trying to flirt with Will Smith. I think it's like mm-hmm. East meets West, blah blah blah, like you know, pun innuendo, and then she gets killed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or that might be a Man with the Iron Fist. I might be mixing those two movies up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you got it right. Uh, I don't think it's Lucy Liu, but I think it's... I remember that scene. Okay, all right. That movie, by the way, there, there's a... We'll, we'll talk about this another time, but there's a big... Okay. There's a big backstory to why that movie was written the way it was written. Wow, you got me curious now. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it another time. We'll talk about it okay, another time. Okay, okay. Yeah, it. you're in for a treat, dude. This is like... Kids oh, movies no. back in the day. You got Wild Wild West, and then you got... um. Something Nikki. What's that Adam Sandler movie? Little Nikki. Little Nikki. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little Nikki. Little Nikki. Yeah. Or what's that movie where uh, he's raising a kid? Um. Bad Dad. I don't know. Uh, like his kid is a kid. Whatever, man. It's Adam Sandler movie. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. All the all of Adam Sandler's movies are the same. They're, they're, much. they're yeah, basically like the them. same movie. Do you know Waterboy was one of my favorite movies growing up? As a kid, that's still a great <laughs> really? movie. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> he has like a drink. occasional few good ones. I I think Click was pretty okay, right? I didn't watch it. Maybe Waterboy was fun. Um, what's the golfing one? Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Little that's Nicky was okay. Uh, what about Mr. Deeds? the bedtime stories? Mr. Deeds, where he's rich. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Those are all right. Wait. He just cares less and what? less as time goes on. <laughs> yeah. No, he just cares about money. Uh, I heard he's a very... I don't know if it's money, but, like, I, I heard that, like, when he was making a movie, he would buy his co-stars, like, expensive cars, shower them with gifts. No, that's exactly what he does. All of his movies are a giant scam to get him and his friends paid. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, as long as it works, right? I, I can support the hustle. <laughs> I can support the man's hustle. I just yeah. like the fact that those movies get made, but I have nothing against Adam Sandler just trying to get him and his friends paid. Like, yeah. If I was in his position, yeah, I'd probably not? do the same thing. It's like, yeah, the, the movies the all, like, to. have bloated, like, salaries for all the stars. They like It's like a constant, like, party at every, in every single set. It's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's kind of like us doing this podcast, except we have no money. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could make... Uh, one day we'll be <laughs> buying each other Ferraris. So yeah, one, yes, no, Teslas, yes. dude. I'm saying Teslas. Throwing money at each other. Yeah, if only. If only. As a For tear reference, rolls down my eye. I, I, yeah. would, I would probably rather have, like, like an Aston. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 Barry. That's way more expensive, though. <laughs> for for the record, for the record. Okay, all right. That's all right. a whole nother bracket. Put that away in your in your notebook. Gotcha. Let me write this down, Barry. <laughs> Gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> no, which which Aston though? Uh, 
you can't just say Aston. Do you have a specific model in mind? Ooh, that's a good question. Maybe like a V8 yeah. Vantage or... Um, Wait, V8 what? A V8 Vantage. V8 Vantage? So okay. It's a few years out of production, but that car was... Gotcha. It was not a great car, but it was a sexy car. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> if, we're, if we're taking notes, I want yeah. a 2019 Mercedes Sprinter. Okay, I already know that, Isaiah. <laughs> you want the van life, dude. For it's me, the top it would of the be, line van. Yeah, top of the line van. It's super nice. I would want to fix up my Toyota Camry, my old Ford Camry. Sp- I might. We might be getting yeah. one of those at work. Really? A Dude, Sprinter? Have you ever driven one? No, because they're enormous. Dude, they handle extremely well for something of that size. Like you wouldn't expect it to drive that well. Yeah, but they don't they park yeah. well. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah, fantastic, whatever. man. It's whatever. like wide as it's like wide as the Pacific, and like. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's just she's a she's a big van for city streets. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, city streets. Yeah. But if you're out in the wilderness, why not? You can not? fit a family in a Sprinter. I'm just saying, you know, if you wanted to live out of you a van, you could fit like four or five families in that. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Isaiah wants one. <laughs> That's my dream, dude. To have a van and live out in the woods. Good times. Down by the river. We use like a transit. Which works absolutely fine, even though the engine and the transmission are enormous pieces of shit. It's quite easy to park. That's all I really care about. It's literally a Ford Escort, mm-hmm. like with a van body. That's that's literally what it is. Mm, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, was there another model that you wanted? Because it sounded like you were mentioning gonna mention more than one V8 Vantage. V8 Vantage. Uh huh. And then what? And then what? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Honestly, if if I had if I had my choice of anything, I'd fill my car, fill my garage with like one nice car, and like forty crappy cars. Okay. <laughs> that I could just do whatever, beaters. just just that I could do whatever I wanted with them. So forty crappy cars. I'm gonna write this down. Forty crappy cars. <laughs> You're gonna build some trap mobiles. Yeah, like a bunch of like, like crappy cars, like a bunch of sleepers. Maybe have like some RX-7s. Some, some Dude, Miata. having some sleepers would be amazing. I remember when I was in high school, the Lancer, Mitsubishi Lancer, was a popular car because there were like some, you know, wannabe racers. If I had my choice, I'd probably go for like, like a work van, like a Sprinter or. Oh yes. Oh yes, yeah, Sprinter. Oh no. yes. <laughs> okay, we're all getting Sprinters now. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well, right? Yeah. They put an LS3 in it and, and just like, hey, you want a drag race? <laughs> <laughs> in a sprinter? <laughs> Wait. Can you make a modded sprinter? Make it like a low rider? No. That would be amazing. Weird. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of room on that platform. I'm just saying, all you can do is quarter miles because you're not going to turn. And as soon as you as soon as soon you get to like a certain speed, like the laws of aerodynamics will just be working against you. <laughs> just flips it over. <laughs> okay, well, anyways... Oh. That's right. We'll get um we'll yeah. get Sprinter to sponsor our podcast. Give each of us a Sprinter. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Hook <sighs> us up. <laughs> we could build Contact mobile us, recording yeah. studios yeah. into our vans. A mobile recording a, yes. studio. That would be pretty amazing. And a home. Yes. That would be amazing. Okay, anyways. All right, closing thoughts. Yeah. closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts and then our review scores. I don't I don't know if there's anything much more to say about Back to the Future. I'm going to give it I'm going to give Back to the Future 1 seven Suicide Squads. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, one okay, second. Okay. Back to the, the Future first. 2, five Suicide Squads. 
Wait, 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 wait. You're going oh, too right. fast. Going too fast. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm not slowing down. I'm not, this, this, okay. this train has no brakes. Just like the one in Back to the Future 3. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. And, okay. and Back to the Future 3, I'll probably give six Suicide Squads. Oh, okay. For me, I can say the nostalgia factor is real. Okay. Like, I love these movies just because they're so entertaining. They don't have a lot of, like, substance, per se, but I think conceptually what they are and what they did in essentially introducing almost a whole new genre of mm. time travel films, you know? We can think yep, yep. We can think Back to the Future for Endgame, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. 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 But um, I'd say Back to the Future 1, I'd give it an 8. Okay. And then Back to the Future 2, I'd give it a 6. Okay. And then Back to the Future 3, I'd also give it a 6. Gotcha. Yes. All right. Yeah, for me, I think the first movie is the best one. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7. Okay. It's because, like, fun factor, I, it's totally 11. Like, nostalgia, fun factor, 11. But then it's not that well-crafted, so that's why I'm giving it a 7. Back to the Future 2, dude, I'm giving it a 5 as well. And then Back to the mm-hmm. Future 3, I'm giving it an 8. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? So, like, wow. yeah, fun wow. factor, 1 is the best. 2 is really fun, too. 3 is the least fun movie. Yeah, I think so. It's the least fun and most boring and, like, not as fantastical. But the character moments, you know, just, I, I liked it a lot. It made me relate to them a lot more. If I were just rating it for fun and nostalgia, number one, definitely agree with you guys. Number one first, number two, second, and then number three, slightly above or below two. But yeah, considering <laughs> everything else though. All right, we got to clarify though, our Suicide Squad rating level, uh, rating system is based on how many times better than Suicide Squad that movie is. <laughs> we got to clarify that just in case people think our rating system is like out of 10 or something. Nah, we don't need to tell them nothing, Sam. We do what we want. We want? It's out of context, though. <laughs> exactly. Just keep it real, man. Just what if they real. don't listen to our previous episodes? They won't know what we're talking about. Well, that sucks to suck, man. <laughs> you're right, you're right. You know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, anyways, I think that's it. Any any last thoughts or anything you want to say before we close? Don't go back in time and have sex with your mom, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's Freud, a big no-no. Freud would approve. Yeah, Freud. Get out of here, Freud. Yeah. Anyways, this has been episode 14. I'm back to the future. Thank you for listening in. Write us at pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Again, it's pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Catch us next time on the Pointy Hatcast. Thanks for dropping by, guys. Stay pointy. (laughs) Stay Stay pointy. pointy. (laughs) Did you forget, Barry? (laughs) It took me a second. I wasn't sure if he had anything else to say.